You know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, cause we know, we go all in. Testing, testing, one, two. Trey say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It's your boy, K. Dizzle, DC. My man to my right, your left, my man, have strings. We in the building. Mm. Tell him who you are, baby. Man, if you don't know, it's your boy, have strings, and your man, K. Dizzle, DC, the All Dressed Up podcast is back. It is Sunday night. We are live on YouTube. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes. But how you feeling, K Dizzle? It's good to see you, bro. Fantastic. You listen to the episode 88. We are winning out here, baby. 88 was a good year. Um, first week of football. I mean, there's there's not much else to love, but football season getting the foot, man. Hey man, look, if y'all got if y'all think we give a damn, if y'all think K Dizzle, let me just let me address the crowd as they come in slowly. If y'all think we care that the Cowboys are playing right now, we don't. We don't. But I will tell you this. Don't <laughs> think that this 16-0 lead is safe because Dakota will make his appearance. Oh, yeah, he will. Coming soon. <laughs> Sooner than later. He will get his uh, philanthropy on and start giving away <laughs> giving away some things pretty soon. So I don't think the game is over. It's 16-0 right now, man. But your Eagles got a dub, man. Congratulations, man. It was an ugly win. I will take it. I think we played a very well-coached team uh, with a new OC, so we didn't have a lot to go off of, which which did some great stuff. The mm. defense did phenomenal. Um, and so I, there's nothing I'm, I'm really upset about. I think we could have did better, but at the first outing, the first year, going to get some great coaches. We can all say that the Patriots are mediocre, but they're a different team than they, what they were last year. Hey, Nobody's hey. safe. Nobody's safe. And you got to know. Y'all are gonna get y'all are gonna get everybody's best too. You yeah, know, y'all touch the Super Bowl, so teams aren't gonna limp in when they play y'all because they want to set the tone and see if they feel like they can make it to the Super Bowl. So I think it's kind of like a you know a test for yourself. So y'all still pull one out, man. You know I'm not gonna talk too much. I expected the Commanders to win this week. I didn't know what really to expect from Sam Howe. It was worrisome for a while, my guy. No, I mean, I was never worried, but I didn't know what to expect from Sam Howe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help when you don't really protect them. Um, the Washington offensive line did not look as good as they did last year in the opening game today, especially yeah. on pass protection. But it could be because, like you said, new offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. things around. But, you know, it's good when, as you're growing, you can get wins. You and I know every win in the NFL counts. Mm-hmm. Every loss in fantasy football counts. And I know you're mad about Jalen Hurts' performance today. So, as far as fantasy football is concerned, since you want to get into it already, you want to go, you want to go ham in it. I, I, I see what you did there. That was a nice little segue. Thank you. But I will say this: all of my receivers balled out. Now, even the ones that you know were were um, you know were outliers. Calvin Ridley balled out. Jacoby Myers balled out. Um, Everybody did did the your other boy Cook too. Huh? Who else you got over there? He did it. Uh, man, I gotta pull it up. You gonna make me pull it up right now? 
But I you know, this is the beginning of the season. I got to wait till it all shakes out. But you oh, have. oh, Calvin Ridley. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. 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 I would have never pegged my alternate QB, Russell Wilson, to be doing better than Jalen Hurts this week. But <laughs> the irony it is, it is. It is hey, what man, it is. Did you see what my receiver did, man? I got, I got shot. Something told me to take Tyreek Hill with my first overall pick. Now he bought out. He had almost 50 points. Shout out to the boy in Miami. And I went hard. And also, shout out to the Enough Said <laughs> podcast. Because uh, K. Dizzle and I made an appearance on Enough Said last week. And we talked about predictions. And they had a great show this morning. If you haven't heard about these guys, they're on YouTube. Their channel's called the Enough Said Podcast channel. Phenomenal sports show. My personal favorite. Uh, K. Dizzle and I submitted our predictions with them, and they included us in their show this morning. It was pretty oh, fun. You got to play that back. Uh, but look, here he come in early talking some crazy, right? Yeah. I love this style. I don't think it was bad, bad, bad pay, play calling more so than, um, you know, great play calling. Great play calling <laughs> on the half of the Patriots, bro. Because they're a well-coached team. Well-coached team, 100%. K. Dizzle's not going to let you talk that slander side. So right. Uh, See, Sal's one of those Eagles fans that just got to keep it real. He ain't gonna let him hey, on But um, but yeah, man. Hey, pause. K does <laughs> crazy. Shout out to VR Mastery. But um, but look real quick though. So, Tua, before yeah. we you know, get the, get off the NFL, I predict Tua is gonna be the MVP. And look what he does today. Four hundred sixty-six yards. He balls out. That was a crazy game. It was almost 70 points, um, charges in uh Dolphins. That was a shootout. I'm trying to tell you, man, Mahomes is an yeah. animal, but you can't keep taking away all these receivers, man. Tyreek Hill is is a difference. Definitely showing if Tua stays healthy. Mm. Sky's a lemon, man. I but, just you know yeah. today was a really good it was a lot of good games. The only one that wasn't a good game was the Pittsburgh and San Fran. I think that was a layup for San Fran. Pittsburgh didn't show up to play the game. Pittsburgh should be ashamed of themselves, man. They didn't show up. They didn't show up at all. I think they are. They're going to take that L and um, and hopefully grow from it. But every other game was pretty, for the most part, was pretty was pretty close. Um, man, prayers up for your boy Dobbins, man. Hate to see a season-ending oh, yeah. injury. Week one, he tore his AC. I mean, um, he tore his Achilles. Excuse me. Achilles, yeah. He's he was on my fantasy team. He was having a good game. He was he was like, you know, the the 60% of the running back committee for the Ravens. So we're going to see, I think, Justice Hill step up. The Ravens got an easy win um, with Houston at home today. Dak Prescott, excuse me, uh, Lamar Jackson didn't really have to do anything outside of the box. Mike says, Pittsburgh's offense let them down. Matt Canada, I think, is not a good offensive coordinator. I agree with you, man. You may have a strong, valid point there, my guy. Uh, You may have a very valid point because it was not a game. It was not a game to be had at all. Uh, so I don't know what to say. I got to go back and look at the tape and see what they look like. But. It wasn't much to see, man. Like you said, the, the offensive coordinator called a game plan. I don't think Pittsburgh's offense are playing to their strengths. I still think Pittsburgh needs to be not really a, a run-heavy team because the NFL is changing so much, but they're definitely going to have to stay more balanced and not leave the game and pick his hands because that boy was struggling out there today, man. That was a terrible game. Terrible game. You only had one touchdown. I mean – Mike, you think Mike Tomlin gets fired this year? Man. That's a strong statement. If he gets fired this year, it's going to have to be not because he has a bad year, 
but because they want to get a new voice. You know, I don't know. I don't know if Mike Tomlin gets fired, though. I think he's done enough for this organization to where the Rooney family is very, very cognizant of how they treat their people. And he might be up in the front office. He might get a different type of gig, you know, for a couple of years to step down from coaching. But I don't see him getting fired. I think that they might, you know, give that whole picture of let's get a new voice in the locker room. But I don't think that's their that's their quarterback for the future. I don't. I know the verdict is still out, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. Um, I wouldn't put my money on Pickett. I think. It, I think he hit on the head. VR mastery. Uh, no, not VR mastery. Who said it? Um, Mike said it. Uh, play calling. OC coordinator. This is terrible. Um, and and you got to admit too, they went against a very good defense. So a very good defense that I don't think they saw last year. So. <laughs> I mean that just plays into a role in it. They gotta. We'll see what it looks like. I think three or four games in, if they look as pitiful as they look today, um, yeah, he will get hired next day by some. Absolutely. But uh, if they if they continue to look as pitiful uh, as they did today in the next two or three games, then there'll be a conversation about not not Mike Tomlin, but the OC coordinator in a major way because you got you got some decent talent in Pittsburgh, and they should have they should at least showed up. They didn't show up at all. Uh, so. Um, some overall, some good football today, um, some good games. Everything, like I said, was close with the exception of that one game. Uh, a lot of upset. That one game. A lot you of call it a game. What game? Oh. I'm just, I'm just mimicking you. That one game was some shit. <laughs> I was really embarrassed for them, man. But, um, you know, we're going we gonna to round out from the NFL as people are still coming on into the All Dressed Up podcast, man. So, K-Dizzle, before I talk about what I've been up to, man, what you been up to, bro? What you got working on with 14th ENT? You already know. You hit it on the, you hit it on the head, man. You, you hit it on the head. A lot of different stuff working. You know, the YouTube page is up. It's going to be some big stuff. Um, Sal, I'm not going to let you come in here and, and talk. <laughs> he ain't going for it, Sal. Nah, I'm going to ignore it. got the eagle perch watching yeah. the chat for slander tonight. He's not going yeah, for that shit. You don't want to hear it, man. It's game one against some great coaches. I'm not doing that with you. Okay? You game can't have against some great coaches, and Ezekiel Elliott was still on the field. It over, you talk, this is over. You already, it's not even Monday yet. It's usually overreaction Monday. You're not even there yet. We can even talk about how the Rams played a nah, football game. Slow down, slow down. Yeah, but I ain't Sal. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm in the group chat with enough said today, and mm -hmm. Sal is hilarious, man. Because if y'all don't know what we're talking about, the Enough Said podcast is fully Eagles fans, and you know K Dizzle's an Eagles fan too, and Mike's a 49er fan, so we're all in this group. And as the Eagles are letting certain plays transpire. They're still winning the game. You just see Sal's messages like they're overrated. They're, just, they're, just, they're overrated. Like I'm not feeling it. You know, it's not, the defense isn't playing great. Like he no, keeps you guys, he keeps you guys from jumping off the ledge of thinking y'all are just the best team in the world. Oh no, we are the best team in this show. And look, go back and look at the tape. You know, he, he's just looking at you're not going to be dominant. Put the number of pieces. Yeah. I'm sure an Eagles fans don't want to come. Oh my gosh, you're not going to be super dominant. If you go look, if you go back and look at that game, there was pressure almost every play. They just did a great job of play calling and getting the ball out of his hands soon and often. Johnson will be fired as offense. Win is the win. Yeah, he's crazy. He's talking that crazy stuff, man. We ain't going. We're not going. I'm not going to go down this road. Yeah. 
301-857-1757 is the number. We're not going to go down that road right now. All right. NFL's the NFL. Great week. We still got two more games. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't know about my fantasy league. My my wide receivers keep playing like we're playing. I'll be great. If if Jalen Hurts keep playing like we're playing, I'm gonna be trash. I don't know about my fantasy league. Hey, know. but look, man, I'm excited for all of what 14th ENT's got to come. Got got on its way. I know K Dizzle's been cooking some stuff up on his YouTube channel. So please give that channel a visit. It's 14th. 14th ENT, right? 14th ENT. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, make sure you check out Have Streams. He's got the Climbback series that just dropped off the, uh, hey. Friday. And he's got the next one. I think you should punch it out a week out. Give him some yeah. time to digest that and punch him like once a week. But um, but he's got the other episodes that are coming popping soon, man. It's great. Shout out to Roland Leonard, man. Roland Leonard came through for the first episode, K Dizzle. And it, it wasn't easy, man. Um, if you haven't seen it, please go to have streams media on YouTube. Um, we give people an opportunity to tell their story. Um, a lot of these people have been through some tough times um, in life and just were able to turn it around, man. And we really focus on not the negative, but how they stayed in the fight and how they kept going and turn their lives around. And I'm hoping when you guys see this series, somebody can find some inspiration and just know, you know, never give up. You can always Thank you, Roland Leonard and Chris Davis is coming soon for episode two. And shout out to BP Productions as well. My man, uh, King Productions, BP shot And I appreciate you, man. But let's get it going, K Dizzle. Here's a page, have streams, media. Make sure y'all go check out the Climbback series. It's in there. It's live and full effect. Let's run those numbers up. Hey, Already sure. 75 views is fantastic, man. Keep the ball going. But look, hey, Nene, what's going on? Uh, so one of the things though, that we put on there, man, is, um, yeah, never give up, never surrender. What's up, big Chuck? What's up, Charles, the car guy. Hey, man, look, just for you coming through, k Dizzle, I'm sorry if I cut you off. Good. Man, but I got to show love to my man, Charles, too, man. I really appreciate the people who've supported the All Dressed Up podcast and everything that k Dizzle and myself has. And Charles is one of those guys. So, man, shout out to you. If you're looking for a vehicle, I don't care what it is. If it has four wheels, Charles, the car guy. Is the is the guy? He's over at Antwerpen. He's over at Antwerpen on forty. Man, go holler at Charles. Oh, it's your boy, Big Chucky. Hey, so a lot of it's a lot of uh, black boy, black girl magic over the week, man. Let's oh. talk about it. Let's talk about it, man. I love it. So first off, man, Coco Golf, man, for the performance that she put out in the U.S. Open. I don't care if you watch tennis or not. These are the type of performances that have to be seen because it's all about the energy and the event in itself. For a 19-year-old individual to go out there on that stage and perform anything by themselves, let alone a full tennis match against the top competition in the world, she became the first American to win the U.S. Open since Serena Williams, and she's 19, bro. Did it on stage in front of Kevin Durant, the likes of NBA stars, Hollywood stars, and I'm talking about shut it down. Um, you know, like I said, great athlete, phenomenal competitor, exciting player to watch. I don't want to hear the comparisons. Guys, please put the comparisons down. She is, <laughs> she is her own superstar. Let her grow. Let her enjoy this moment, man. But shout out to the girl Coco. Michelle, shout out to Coco. Go. 19 years old. Winning the Grand Slam championship, man. That's yeah. magic. 
in the best shape. Of she's a dog. He said he knew Sloan Stevens was a flash in the pan. Sloan Stevens wasn't a flash in the pan drunk. She just probably wasn't this great. You yeah. know, not everybody can, can win the U.S. Open at 19, man. But what up? What up? What up, Miss Heflin? I'm have to send the bill. Yeah, she's a baby, baby Venus. She got, yeah, she got that animal, man. She did her thing. Uh, she dominated. It was like 6'2", 6'3", 6'2", I think. It wasn't even, you know, it just goes to show, man. You know, put the heart, education, dedication in there. The only way she gets there is with the role models from Venus and Serena. And the only way they get there uh, is from my man, um, Arthur. So, you know, we take one step at a time, one step at a time, show an example of people that are making it, uh, people that are doing it and being successful. And then they just keep the ball rolling, man. So I love it. I love it. Hey, hey, enough said podcast. We already got your cronies in the chat, man. But what up, Dre? <laughs> Thanks for coming through. But I got to tell you, man, that when I see matches like that, it, it's chilling because imagine you on that stage. Like you got you got athletes that play in team sports that are sitting there watching you play by yourself. Mm -hmm. No excuses. I mean, tennis players, boxing, you know, combat sports. I really give kudos to you guys because, I mean, it's a phenomenal thing to see, especially at 19. And then I want to roll into obviously Deion Sanders is just shocked the world in Colorado and just oh. turned whole program around. Oh. I mean, the whole talk of the town, we'd be remiss if we don't just touch on it. Come and on, Deion Sanders showed up to Colorado. <laughs> hey, drunk, showed up to Colorado, sleeping in the office over the, the view of the stadium as the sun rises. And he says he's going to turn it around. He said they come and pause. But all the celebrities out there, too, you had it is what it is. Cameron was out there. All these people that probably haven't visited Colorado in their life. <laughs> visiting the game show. Don't, don't act like that. Denver's a Denver's a town. Mellow was in Denver for a while. Hey man, Mellow didn't bring this type of attention. Mellow didn't even bring this type of attention. You got Stephen A. Smith and um Shannon Sharp pulling up on private jets, ESPN, putting the boys on private jets showing up <laughs> to Colorado. So Wu Tang was <laughs> so look, it's he, a who's who at Colorado. Here's the thing about it, okay, and the thing that that I love the most is because Dion is he is taking the the college football um, college football uh, atmosphere by storm because he's kicking down the door. He's not opening doors. He's kicking down the doors for black coaches uh, and you know former black players who know who know what they're doing to come in and show that they can compete at the same levels as your urban Myers at the same levels of, as everybody who's doing it right now, because yeah. we originally wasn't getting those doors. We, we wow. really wouldn't get those knocks. We wasn't even given opportunities. And we the team is really good too. Huh? And the team is good too. Like he already <laughs> took out, um, you know, Travis Hunter, his boy Shador is off the hook. Oh and, my God. I mean, imagine his, his value. Like they were already talking about him, catching up to Bronny almost in the NIL valuation. So big things coming out of Colorado. Um, definitely want to see, you know, how far Dion takes it. I know a lot of you Cowboys fans have me rolling over the past week talking about, yeah, you know, maybe in a year or two, he can come coach the Cowboys. Stop it. Stop. Stop, Stop it, man. He ain't here he's for that. He's not the type to work with Jerry Joe. So nah, but he's there for the kids, man. Dion, you need Dion at that level. K Dizzle, where he can get his hand around these kids that can make it to the pro league and not even the pro league, but 
just at that level of needing that education. So, so shout out to him um, and their program. And before we get into some other topics, what happened to FIBA, man? What happened to the guys' basketball team? What do you want me to say? Noah Lyles came out. Austin Reeves is on the team. <laughs> Noah Lyles came out right before FIBA began, and he got he went viral because that's the track runner that said, you know, the NBA shouldn't be considered world champions. And all the NBA player Twitter went in an uproar at Noah because they were like, they got his message, but it was kind of like the way he was going. Like all the NBA, I mean, excuse me, all of the world's talent kind of migrated to the NBA. Therefore, the NBA champs should be considered the world champs. But in this FIBA tournament, things looked a little bit different. Now, granted, the USA team had about the fourth best player out of each position. Mm-hmm. When you look at their roster, they had probably like the third or fourth best player on each position. But does that make them not even get a medal? I mean, shouldn't the USA's third best be able to compete with, with Germany and some of those teams you would think? Lithuania? I don't know. Well, if you consider yourself the world champions and not playing the world, but only playing, you know, playing your, your teams. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's just one of those things to say, okay, well, you know, you should be dominating. Jux says, with all due respect to Bobby Portis, if you <laughs> represent the USA, it shouldn't be representing hey, basketball. Hey, how can you say with all due respect to Bobby Portis and then follow it up by saying that drunk? That was all disrespect. But my girl calls Bobby Portis crazy eyes, man. Disrespectful. But, you know, in all truth, you know, there's validity to what Noah Lyles is saying. He, it's hard to call yourselves world champions if you're only playing in a certain league. You're only playing right. in one league. And you say, okay, well, the NBA is through, is has the best talent. But we've seen we've seen Team USA get beat, you know, during the season. So you can't you can't use that excuse for it as well, even with great players on it. So yeah, they had Dennis Dennis Schroeder was the World Cup player. And Dennis the, uh, big man was Tice, Matt, like Tice, like for um, I forgot who even plays for now, but it's it's NBA third stringers out there for these foreign teams that are beating the Americans. I only know Dennis Schroeder's name is because he's super famous for fumbling the bag early last season where they wanted right. to sign him for big money, and then he got he got league minimum or something crazy. Idiot. And then he didn't he he barely played good at all the whole season. So look, you got guys like that playing. You got Austin Reeves. You're playing. I know, you know, he's coming for Austin Reeves, man. I'm coming for him because he's a flash in the pan. He's the only one that's out there that's subpar. You're looking at um Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson looked like trash. So, so the Knicks just gave him all that money and brought him over there. He's playing point guard at Madison Square. He went out there and got cooked (laughs) against Germany. And Schroeder, Schroeder cooked him. You know, a lot of a lot of them wouldn't make it in the big three. So I can't even, you know, you can't even get my wine. They get they get murdered in the big three. So I no, it's it's you know, no. No allows was within every right to say what he said, and if they took offense to it, then you step your game up. That's all I can say about it. It's just true. Not being world champs. You can be NBA champions, you know, Super Bowl champions. Oh man, did he ever drop that bag? It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Ben Simmons is available to play. Hey man, Ben Simmons would have been better than a lot of those guys out there on that court, man. Trust me. 
They yeah. probably could have used his. They probably could have used his court vision, but they definitely wouldn't want that left hand jump shot. Court vision from the bench. <laughs> they definitely don't want that left hand jump shot. He blames Steve Kerr says drunk. Mm-hmm. The coaches were slapping cats in the locker room while Kerr was out back smoking a butt. Hey, did you see the coach for Germany um, get into it with Schroeder? He kind of nudged him. I didn't know. Nudge him and say, get in here. Like, get in on a huddle and sit down. I Even though Schroeder was like, Schroeder was like, don't touch me. <laughs> I am Dennis Schroeder. Don't touch me. It made it a little viral moment. Ben Trash, enough says, says. Yeah, Ben. Look, man, all I want to know is if we're ever going to take Olympic basketball serious. I don't think we do, man. No. I think the only time we do is when it really gets a lot of pressure around a topic. Just like they did in '92 with the Barcelona team, all those players got together, and then the Redeem team did it with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Kobe. But we're not going to take the Olympics that serious to where we send rosters like that each and every time to these tournaments, man. You should like, be. You should. You don't. You should. You know when it stopped? It stopped when they became when they became became less competitive. And more uh, monetary because they like, all right, well, I'm not going to go because I don't want to get hurt playing in that one. It's not going to really net me anything. It used to be about representing your country, uh, showing that you are the best in that. So that's no longer, they no longer take that. If they said, in order for you to make a super team, you got to play on the Olympic team first, all they ask is to be in the Olympics. <laughs> man, 26 or nothing, man. Like this, this, this game here is the reason why. I'm glad we still went live tonight (laughs) because the Giants are a joke. The Giants came out and laid an egg at home on a 9-11 night tribute. The game is still second quarter. I don't care, Kermit, and you're going to let me go right quick on these guys because (laughs) I was primed up to talk trash about Dak, and I can't have any fun with it. Can't even do it right now. Can't even do it. So, okay. Go go ahead, ahead, man. So, (laughs) So, look. We're going to switch gears because I can't hate on um, Dak Prescott right now because they are up 26 nothing doing what they're supposed to do. Um, who's still who's still watching? You want to talk about Erica Mena? I mean, you can. Uh, I'm not really sure <laughs> about it. I, I talked to a few people about it. You know, I don't, I don't see Erica in the chat. That's one of our, you know, day ones. But if you're still watching Love & Hip Hop, man, I don't know why. You know, Mona Scott. She's been out here. She's been out here doing her thing with her exploitation, pretending to give opportunities for the longest. But somehow, some way, they got your girl Erica Mena out there saying some crazy shit about your girl Spice calling her a monkey. Which one? Know, I'm about Ice Spice? No, not Ice Spice. The girl on the show with her. Oh, the girl Spice on the show. So I don't know if Erica Mena is racist. I don't think she is, but she did get off her uh, love of hip hop for it, and they did air it when they probably didn't have to. Mm-hmm. What's this? Is this all for ratings, man? Is this it's all for ratings? ratings? What's going on? It's ratings. It's the same thing with you know, um, with the Real Housewives, and and that's even taking a town turn. I, I've heard that this was the, as far as Real Housewives is concerned, this was the worst season ever. I stopped watching it because. You know, Candy Burris makes the same face in every episode. Mm. <laughs> She's just saying, I don't know about that. Candy Burris, I, you know, back. I just, all the cattiness, I can't do it. I think we are moving beyond the phase of of the uh, reality TV shows. 
um, outside of like, you know, the really trash stuff like baddies. I don't know. Uh, hopefully we ain't got the, that same type of crew that watching those shows. But, you know, it's TV. It's TV and they want to make sure interesting and want to talk about some crazy stuff. So you say that. Since you say that, I'm going to skip Steve Harvey and his co-host wilding out on the phone with her husband talking about Steve Harvey and his wife. I mean, I don't know who exposed it, but she was talking real greasy about, I'm assuming her boss, you know what I'm saying? But that's 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 a little messy. We might can go back on that later. But why are all these young black female rappers stripping in their videos, man? Say what? I'm 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 asking a dad question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have two daughters now. I have two I have two daughters now. Why they all why are the young black female rappers stripping in their videos now? They say we gotta protect our girls, man. What's going on? Why is every single rapper stripping? It's not. It's not what you think. We go through this phase. We go through this phase every time in hip hop, okay? Every time in hip hop, we go through a phase and, you know, women go through a certain phase, men go through a certain phase. And now the women are going through their phase. Remember in our era, it was little Kim and she was super controversial, showing her, showing her tail everywhere, spike can in her mouth, all the, all the good stuff. And now Bruh. it's, now it's, uh, come on, K Dizzle. What is the name of your fantasy team? What is the name of your fantasy team? What's my, what fantasy team? Oh, now you don't. Oh, know. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Booty I had to answer that question. People, people asking, hey, Chad, people asking me, man, who is in? All right, I'm the commissioner of James Lead. People asking me, Arizona, who is Booty Hole Brown? I'm like, I don't got a fucking know. It ain't my team name. Ask the owner. So that's how influential these girls are, Arizona. Because, and like Mike said, they could be dressing up like the devil with red eyes and black skin like Doja Cat. But look, I'm talking about your girl, Lotto, your girl, Cardi B, your girl, Meg Thee Stallion, your girl, Ice Spice, your girl, Sexy Red. Why they all my girls? Back when I was coming up, we had my neck, my back from Kaya, and they, I see. You gotta they shut it down. They shut it down the whole summer at cookout like she was talking that crazy shit just because she said her neck, mm -hmm. her back, and she did go over yeah. hard. But now I'm watching videos and I'm because my girl, right? And I'm not gonna talk about Sinead, get her riled up. But she said something about being a feminist and sex does sell. But what's up with the contradiction, man? Let me get right to it. Is there a contradiction between sex selling and protecting your women, man? No. Why can't why can't I listen to the music and come to your video because of the art and your quality of rap? Why do I gotta watch? The whole um, eggplant, the whole eggplant peaches song, and y'all busting it wide open. You sound really, you sound really old right now. I'm just, I'm uh -huh, just man. you sound really old right now. Look, to play God's advocate, gangster rap was equally as poisonous as stripper rap. Right, right now, let me let Look. me go ahead and take the old lane. Wait, 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 give me a minute, because how can you make a song? Right? How can you make a city girl song and not be not have a video that goes right to what the city girl song says? It's impossible, bro. Well, why is every girl? But why does every? But why does every song have to be song A, song B, song C? Like it's all across. All right, drunk says Cardi and Meg's new song is trash. I feel like they made the video before the song. Probably. At, 
at this point, all I'm saying is, is that at least in their video, they had some real dancing kind of like towards the middle. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was straight stripper, stripper-esque. And I'm not even mad at strippers. Like, we know all about strippers. But my whole point is, is that why is every female rapper stripping? Like, oh, you're telling me right now, and then my my girl who supports all the you know feminism and pro female and this and that's all great, but she says, "Hey, babe, what rappers do you see? What female rappers get promoted that don't do it?" And I'm like, "It's a shame that you have to ask that question." You got, I got one, and she's still she's older. Rhapsody, you know, Rhapsody? yeah, Rhapsody, Bahamadia. And what's that? What's that new girl that just came out from New York? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, with, with the anthem. Outside of that, sex sales. So when you you look at what the industry is peddling, it's the same thing over and over, but in different bodies and different aspects. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one that's that's an outlier, which is Doja Cat. Doja Cat did her own thing. She did the industry thing first. Now she's doing what she want to do, and I think even with with the whole, you know, devil type thing, it's all a game. It's all a ploy on on yeah, the theme of her album, and so people are taking. What you said though was profound because you can duplicate that. You can't mm-hmm. duplicate the talent. Yeah, you can't you duplicate know, but, the talent. But you, can, but you can, like you just said, you can duplicate the bodies and the look. Yep. And the, and the sound and the and the and the and the vibe, but you can't you can't emulate another rapper who's bringing it with bars and lyrics. So, like you said, it's an easy cookie cutter system. And Arizona says, ain't no business like whole business. Whole business. Hey, I'm, just, I'm just throwing a question out there, man. I ain't trying to be a hater. I ain't trying no, to be no, no, you're not trying to be a hater. you just coming off sounding like an old man. Why can't we protect our women? Why are they shaking their booty holes? I'm just saying, I'm just, saying know that I'm, just, I'm just asking about the contradiction, bro. Contradiction, man. Y'all know what I'm asking. I'm a clip. I'm a clip. What you said earlier. We all know about the strippers. <laughs> we do. I mean, we all know about strippers. We all man. know about the strippers. He said, know, but, I, but I said, but I said, what I saw in that video with Lotto and Sexy Red, they had less clothes on than some strippers do at the strip club. And you know what the problem is? Most female rappers these days are originally strippers. Now, I'm not going. I'm not going that deep. I don't know all the background. I know some stuff. Some stuff. <laughs> Where she was, you know, you know, you take a stripper from the strip club and you get a Cardi B. You know, you it's just, you know, the background is the background. I can't tell you for sure, but I do know that they're following an algorithm, and they and the algorithm says what it sells, and they just keep doing it because the there's a lot of industry money behind it, and so um, that's what you got, man. I can't even. Like a lot of it, I don't even know. You just know because they have like two or three catchy things that they say, whether it be controversial or not. Like my like my fantasy football team name is. I'll tell you what it is: Booty Hole Brown. Because I thought that was hilarious. Because I would never have thought in a million years that would be in a rap lyric. Uh, you know, it, oh, it look Queen Latifah. She sung tonight for the uh, um, was that the the um, national. Anthem? National Anthem tonight, and I was like, okay, Queen, where you come from? She ain't really like a singer, she right? Legend, she a legend. She a legend. She, tur- she turned her Chicago character. That's what I know Queen for, but she out here singing now. She, you know, she she got her singing from a character. That's how good she is. She acted as a singer, and now she can yeah. sing. <laughs> She's a beast, man. Bodies get attention from bad lyrics. Hoes can grow. Word to be. Bianca. Where to be? Well, you know, I'm not even taking a shot. Hey, y'all, this is what I want y'all to know. 
Hoes can be hoes and they can grow. But here's the thing. All I'm talking about is rap. Mm -hmm. When I talk about rap, I talk about rap, man. <laughs> and all I did was say, why is these strippers? Why See, why are these rappers stripping? That's all. But, you know, we'll talk about it. They'll keep doing what they're doing. They're still going to sell. We're making some very quick time tonight, man. So let's go ahead and roll into some uh, to some deep dive talk. <laughs> where you, you want to go, bro? <laughs> he said, "He said, man, some some rap, rap. I'm talking about rap, rap. Yeah, man. You know, we we out here making playlists. You know, shout out to the Spotify playlist that we got. Uh, that the enough, the, excuse me, that the All Dressed Up podcast put together last year, man. If you haven't seen it, go by Spotify and check out the playlist, man. We love music here. Just put in eighty new sleepers and look. I I do need to add some to that repertoire because there's some bangers that are out there." Um, I have to go back. Yeah, we got to go back. But look, um, I'm going to let you lead it, man. You say best female rappers right now in Detroit. I don't even know who from Detroit who rapping right now. There's a rapper that I saw on Tiny Desk, and she didn't have the look. She didn't have the sex appeal image, but she was rapping her ass off. And I got to find her name. I don't have it right now, and I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> but <laughs> look, man. What we're talking about tonight, and I'm going to ask you, K. Dizzle, and everybody who's still sticking around on this Sunday night debacle with the Cowboys beating the Giants 26 to nothing. My I don't even think Dak threw a pick yet. It's coming. Don't worry. Wait for it. Let me put the number up. 301-857-1757 is the number to join the conversation tonight. Half, tell them what we're talking about, man. Man, I'm going to keep it simple, man. Are you being a company that you keep? Ooh. Have you been... Turning into the company that you keep. Ooh. We always Ooh. talk about it. We've talked about it before. I think we're going to probably talk about it again. But there are a lot of factors that, you know, you can carry yourself with, with you being in a relationship, being single, <clears throat> you know, being a professional, not being a professional, whatever you do, mm -hmm. who are you hanging with? And are your friends affecting you or your relationship? That's what I want to talk about tonight. What made you want to talk about this topic? In, in, so, in so, what, so what made me want to talk about this is a lot of a lot of times we go into relationships. Let's put it on relationships first. Mm -hmm. And you meet certain friends from your partner. You meet, meet some of your partner's friends, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't always remember or even think about how long you're going to be in that relationship because you just see it on the surface, right? Like, I'm going to be in this relationship for, for the long haul. But you don't really think about how their friendships can change. Or those people that you meet can change. Okay. And some of, their, some of their lives can change. Like, what happens if you meet one of your friends, uh, one of your girl's friends, and she's married? Mm -hmm. And you become cool with her husband. Mm. And then, uh, let's say, you know, six months later, they get a divorce. Okay. How much how much does that friendship bear on your relationship? How much Text is the number? Jump in the chat if, if you can relate. Has anybody's friendship affected your relationship? Wow. Wow. That's a little deep there, man. So it's interesting. So okay. I see what you're saying. So the major question is how much are you letting that affect your your own relationship? How much I'm are you I'm gonna keep it going. So let's let's say you let's say it's you know me, my girl, and her home girl is married, mm -hmm. right? And 
faithfully married. You have nothing to say about her marriage. It's obviously their marriage, right? right. But when it comes down to it, you can kind of relate to that friendship. Okay. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But then all of a sudden now, she might be actively dating. Mm-hmm. And now she might come around with a lot of that part of her lifestyle towards your friend. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you said the friend is married and now she's she out of she got divorced. She's actively dating. Okay. You know, let's say let's say she got a divorce. You didn't even know your boy and her was going through those, those problems. You feel like, damn, what happened? <laughs> right. Right. But but now you know. Does that does that affect you when your homegirl's now going out with her? I mean, your girl's going out with her homegirl. Now they're doing different stuff because her life changed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, can that be a factor for you? And you okay. And you want me to answer this? Yeah. Okay. Somebody Should, answered the damn question. It would be a factor for you. Um, that depends. That depends on you and where you are in your relationship, where you are, you know, uh, in your maturity level. Because what somebody else is going through in their life should never have an effect within your relationship. Now, that's twofold because if you are uh, your best friends and she's, you know, pouring all of this into you, and you don't have anywhere to pour all that energy out, then it's going to overflow into your relationship and possibly cause issues between your, you and your situation because all you're doing is hearing the bad situation there. So in that aspect... What if, what if now her homegirl starting to pull her... And this is a, my, my life. Mm-hmm. But I'm just throwing it out there. What if her homegirl starts to pull her into different situations that your girl's not used to being in because now she's single? Like, what if she's not pulling her to the club or she's going to the bar and you're not really feeling that type of dynamic? That's what I'm asking, because certain things can change. And I'm not saying now all of a sudden because she got a divorce, she's going to turn, you know, your your wife into her role doll because she's single. But can that affect your relationship? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Because one thing that, you know, Sal just said it's all about trust. And Drunk said this question is the reason why he's not married right now. So I got questions for you, drunk, on that one. Too many unknown variables. Well, relationships in themselves are unknown variables <laughs> until until you get to a position of of absolute trust, right? Absolute trust and strong communication. Now, um, it only becomes an issue if you begin to make it an issue, or or it starts creating distance between you and the, your, you and your significant other. If going out, hanging out is causing an issue with you guys being able to communicate or going out, hang out, spend time, then yeah, we need to address it at that point. But if it's just, you know, sparingly and she's, she's being aware of that, you know, saying, Hey, well, you know, I can't go out. I got to go with my man, this and the mm-hmm. other, or you saying the same thing, you know, I can't go out. I got to stay home with my girl. Then, as long as you understand where your boundaries are and you are being respectful of your relationship, <laughs> even though they're going, even though you know they're going through something, you know you got to be, you know you got to be the bigger man in the picture and make sure you protect yourself first and foremost. Don't bring your friends' single ideas into a committed household, a hundred percent. Or uh, even like, and even like before you even get to being single, like what if your friend, what if your girl's friend is leading the. And again, it sounds very insecure as I asked the question, but these, yeah. these are still valid questions because some people are going through it. So I wanted to just bring it up because it's fair. Like, what if your what if your girl's friend 
is showing her a way to influence her to get out of her relationship. You know, now, of course, if it was me personally, I would say, well, I would hope that my relationship is strong enough to, you know, not take any type of direction from a friend by saying, well, look, you can do what I did. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But is that another common issue? Well, this goes basically to what the ticker says, right? Who's in your circle of influence and why? And you constantly have to measure and ask yourself who are who's within your circle of influence and what are they bringing? What are they contributing within your life and, you know, your future goals? And what are you contributing to their life and their future goals? And how are you both growing within that process? Because, you know, people over time change because of experiences, because of things that happen to them. And so sometimes they operate from a from a, a position of fear, from a position of hurt, from a position of pain, or from a position of success. And and that could change how they deal with everything, especially your relationship with them. So you have to be cognizant of that and make sure that you're keeping these people in your lives for your own selfish reasons that are not only just helping you along in your walk, but also helping them along in their walk. But make sure they're not putting too much negative or being detrimental to what you have going on. Because even though they could be friends or, you know, friends from elementary school or they could be high school friends or college buddies, they can be even family. You just got to be careful and and know if they're toxic. 100%. If they're toxic and they have toxic traits and, you know, you can fall in, you can fall in a trap with the toxicity and ruin what you got going on. You got to be cognizant of that. But you always, but K-Dizzle, you always talk them right, K-Dizzle. That's why I ask you these questions, because you know your shit. But you always got the side-eye moment. Mm-hmm. The side-eye moment is when, damn, Daniel, Daniel Jones was like, he's gotten his ass whooped tonight. The side-eye moment is like when you see that friend come around, and I felt some of my friends come around and my girl give the side-eye too. And I don't know if they saw it, but I just feel it because I know she picks up more energy and vibe. And, and that's how most women are. But, like, a man can give that side eye, too. So what I'm getting to is, like, again, going back to that same original example. Mm-hmm. You just got a divorce, but you have a boyfriend. And you're doing things that, in my opinion, if you were married two months ago, you might not be doing this much with this boyfriend so fast. So I'm going to give you the side eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how long was you single? You know what I'm saying? Or did you have this little boyfriend waiting in the wings? You know what I'm saying? Before you saying that's that's what I'm getting to. Okay. And just like on the flip side, I got a player friend, and it ain't because I'm running around saying my man's a player. He doing what he do, but it's the vibe he gives. Right. My wife might give him a side eye. Right. And he comes around, and be like, mm, this this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or even that guy who comes around and he likes to get me riled up all the time. Mm-hmm. And just to get, get me going. You know, we always got that friend that's like our hype man. For sure. So that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about that type shit. With it, and like I said, you just got to be careful on how much, you know, how much space you give them. And with all of them, how much space you give them. And knowing what, if they know, the same thing with your girl. If you know that she knows more than anybody else how to push your buttons. How much space are you giving her to push your buttons? And how far are you going to let her go to, to do that, too? Uh, Drunk said a, a very good comment and said, now nah, don't use that insecure word. 
because women use that as a tool. And yeah, then you got to bring me back to reality. Out. You know, women yeah. push that on us so don't so we don't ask valid questions. Uh, you know, he said, in my in my wife's best friend get divorced, I'm gonna go find a divorce lawyer on the low <laughs> real quick. Um, it can be interesting, man. I'm trying to tell you. I'm I'm gonna keep it 100 with that comment. That comment is that that move is an insecure move. Uh oh, it's an insecure move. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Reason that's not planet, but that's not proper planet. No, it's not proper planet. That's a that's a failure to failure to believe in the trust that you have in your woman. See, you are basing everything around the strength and foundation of your own relationship. That's the only thing but I you can't be. give everybody that type of credence, though, Kate Dizzle. Because well, everybody doesn't have that strength. Well, and I understand well, what you're saying, but then at that point you have bigger problems. Well, then what do you yeah, what do you have? Right. What do you have at that point? If you can't base you know, if you can't base simple things or simple ideas within your relationship that you know that that are off limits, then you have bigger issues at hand. You can't, there's no way you can be in a true, in a trusting relationship and not have trust. Right. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to commit a hundred percent wholeheartedly and not have the fear of them doing something that you, of them doing something now or later, just because they know somebody that's doing something because that's not being trustworthy. That means you are the exact word insecure. Right. Like if my if if you know if I go out and if I go out and I got folks that have issues with relationships and I'm going to talk, yeah. What's the point of being someone you don't you don't trust? If I'm you know if I'm going to say hey I'm gonna go meet so and so because I know they're having some issues or you know I know they just got divorced whatever the case. If my wife has an issue with it, she doesn't have an issue with them. She has an issue with me. Right, because either I did something to, to cause that distrust, or we have a bigger issue at hand. I haven't given, I haven't shown, I haven't shown enough to be trustworthy, or I have issues in the past that they have, we haven't moved, we haven't moved from. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a big thing when you're talking about that, and it's very hard, especially when you have some, when you're going into another relationship and you've been burned before. You know, to fully commit and fully trust again, because you're so fearful of giving all of that up or being that vulnerable again to be to be able to love in that kind of aspect, because it's a completely different experience when you're when you're on that level. So, well, you know, I think I think what you guys are saying is right. I agree with you too, Arizona and you You want to strengthen the bond and foundation of your relationship so it can't be easily influenced. And we always go back to that word of trust, right? And Arizona says, however, it is alarming when your friend, when your girl got a whole friend. And look, and, and again, that's it's a podcast, people. That's what I'm talking about. On the surface, if all of a sudden the whole breaches your your wife's, you know, sanctum, sanctuary, whatever the word is, you know, will will there be any influence? Who's in that circle, man? But go ahead, Kaders. No, no, no. Ron said this perfect thing. Like if if your wife got a friend that's a hoe, how did you meet your how did you meet your wife? Was she does she have a lot of hoeish friends? <laughs> it's because she's your wife now. <laughs> we, we are close to the company we keep. Don't get it twisted. Now you you know, it's okay. You we are uh, most men, I will say this with conviction, most women men who are in committed 
or are in committed relationships were former or reformed hoes. Okay. Let's just be honest. Says who? Says says me. And you can quote it. Most Say that again. Who are now most men are former or reformed hoes. Okay. Because we made a decision to commit to one person. But if you were out there in those streets, you were in those streets. You know what I'm saying? We we just did what we did. And that was just what it was. I'm, I'm surprised you said that, bro. Why? I'm playing devil's advocate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm surprised that you said that. Okay. Carry on. Tell me why. I'm just surprised that you said most men who've made it to a committed relationship was a former hoe. Because that that could be very true. <laughs> but go ahead. But they could also be in a position of having just failed relationships and they learned from their failed relationships. You know, some people are serial relationship failures and they keep on putting themselves in those positions. We talked about it multiple times of being with the wrong person, but I don't, I don't want to necessarily say that I was a hoe because I'm in a committed relationship. now. But what did you, did you date a lot of women at the same yeah. time? Let me put it this way. I, so was not a, I was not, I'm going I'm to tell you directly. I was not a person who kept myself in a serious relationship. Okay. So what I what I think as a flip side, I'll let you go back, is I don't think men are serial monogamous. Absolutely not. That's what Absolutely I was saying. So, so what's the definition? You what? say we all former hoes. I say we're just not serial monogamous. <laughs> so okay. We potato potato. So what is the definition of a hoe? Let's 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 outside of the garden tool. Let's let's keep it 100. What's the definition? Something you can saddle up and ride. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> we did that on, on Chappelle's show or Chris Rock show back in the day. Something you can saddle up and ride. Hip hop okay. scallywag. That's matter of fact, cool. on Chappelle's show, they was they was asking, yeah, that shit was funny. Something you can saddle up and ride, right? Now, did you ever turn? Did you ever turn down uh, a turn down somebody who wanted to saddle up and ride? Very, very absolutely much work for a man to be a whole, no. No, it doesn't. It's the exact same. The only difference is we 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 use that term more for women than we do for men in society. That's just the truth of the matter. But we are both. Yeah, there's nothing a double standard there. That's not yeah. even a point. Yeah. So so if you you just if you talk about the de definition of it, if you kept a stable of women, right? You kept a stable of women, and none of them knew about each other. Well, some of them may have known about it. The way I disagree, K Dizzle, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I disagree because I don't think you're going to be, I don't think a man can just place themselves in a committed relationship just because they said they're ready to be in a committed relationship. And I might be contradicting myself because I think on 30 episodes ago, I said we do it when we're ready. Mm -hmm. But in a, in a way, you, you won't go from just hoeing to being like, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't hold enough. Let me get in this committed relationship. I don't think that's the segue. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think I think realistically it might come down to you realizing what you want with a partner and 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 taking on the rest of your life with a partner. They say most ain't getting cheeks. It's a small percentage of men who winning in it. I tell you what, it's a long game. Most of these cats are, are winding down in a few women at the same time playing the numbers game who's going to give it up first and once they get what they want they're moving on to the next one unless it's something they want to stick around with or keep to the side or keep that number available that's, that's interesting true. man 
I wonder what the percentage is, Arizona. I'm talking to strictly the ability to get. Okay, you're talking the ability to get more sex. Um, so we might have to we might have to really define the term "ho" and "hoism" at that point because we get knee deep into. Are we talking about dating or are we talking about hoism? And exactly what is hoism? I just think the real ho just ain't got no heart, man. You know, at the end of the day, you got a whole meter and a heart meter. Most dudes ain't ho. You got two. One's white, one's red. It's like a, it's you know, like a RPG. Exactly. Okay, it's like a role play exactly. game. Okay. And, and and you go on, you go on one way or the other, man. And and that's the thing. Once you get to that whole level, you know, it's kind of like they just a hoe. Hey, so in most men in their twenties ain't got no heart. No, most men in their twenties ain't got no intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's fact. No, that is true. I've learned that being 37 years yeah, old. Right. So, so I know we we going way off left, but I know you're talking. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. You just gotta be mindful too. Uh, more yeah. than more than anything else. As far as as far as inner circle and being cognizant of what you are around that could be affecting your relationship in a positive right. or negative way. Correct. We talked about it the other, um, the uh, one uh, a week or two ago, talking about a lot of people, you know, aren't getting married because it's difficult because they don't have a lot of examples of great marriages uh, that they know of or they can speak on, and so that plays a role on how they deal with their relationships and what they think is going to be possible. Chuck so says, "Who's more likely to become a whole, a loyal husband who only had his wife?" Or a loyal wife who only had her husband. Ah, yeah, that's, that's pitting male and female. That's, uh, that's pitting male and female. I have. Hmm. That's a toss up. That depends on the individual. That really depends on the individual. Um, I can't even. I can't even coach you on that. Most men in their twenties have no intelligence and are hornier than they'll ever be in life. That's why I said in your twenties you had no heart. You weren't thinking with your heart. You was only thinking with your head. And that was just the lifestyle at the point because you're young, wild, and free, and you want to sow your raw oats. oats. Hey, everybody, man, I, everybody was from, was, was, uh, was, uh, from, uh, what's the name? I can't even think coming to America right now. Everybody was from there. So look, man, I guess the message is, like you said, you know, the friends can't interfere with the foundation if your foundation is strong, you know, and obviously the friends are going to come around and they might not always be the model friend. They might go through a whole phase as they're your wife's friend. Mm-hmm. But your foundation, the foundation of your relationship has to be strong enough to where it can't be affected. And you got to go back to that word that starts with a T, you know, do you trust your partner? And that's what it's all yeah. about because everybody else can change, but your house got to, Stay the same. Yeah, your house got to stay the same. And and look, let's be honest as well. You can be in a great relationship, but you could be going through something at that point, and there could be a lot of issues between you and that, you know you and your significant other. And then the person, then that friend will insert themselves going through their stuff and pull you away from your good relationship, and that can create insecurity because you guys aren't together, you know, on one accord. And now she's going out doing some other stuff. So. It's always it's always different parts of it, but if the if the if the basis if the capstone isn't where it should be, if the trust isn't there, then it's it's very easy to get swayed by you know temporary situations, you know coming in and 
stirring the pot or damaging what you, you know, something that could be great in the long term. Gotta be mindful of that and always make decisions based on what's most important to you. You know, is it, is it, do you, you know, you feeling respected, uh, you feeling loved or you feeling, um, you feeling like you where you're supposed to be. So 100%. be mindful of who's in your inner circle and how they're influencing the decisions that you make. Another good episode, another good topic, man. Um, you know, NFL kicked open the season. We'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, in between time, find K Dizzle DC on all the major platforms, man. K Dizzle DC is on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. 14th ENT is definitely doing his thing on YouTube as well. And the Climbback series is out and live as we speak on Half Streams Media. Come get with us, man. Like, share, and subscribe because we do it for you. We do it for fun. But if you still want us to keep on with this hot content, support us, please like, share, and subscribe. And we love you. We're going to do it even if you don't. We here. We're going to show up and we're going to get it cracking. 100%. I talk and keep walking our walk because we know that when we do it, uh, we're getting good information out there. It was, look, it's look, it's quick as hell. No, it's because you we're engaged. We're having fun hey. and, and you're being a part of the process. So, um, you know, one got one hour goes by fast as long as you're talking some good talk and you're sharing a good conversation and we're learning from the process. Yeah, nah, you're one of our guys too drunk. I don't know who you are, but I tell you what, wherever you get it in at, you the man. We appreciate you, bro. Oh, we appreciate everything. We appreciate every yeah. Just tell some more people about it. We can get we can have more fun of it. Maybe we'll push if it gets like crazy like it does now. Maybe we'll keep pushing it. We'll add some more time to it. But we think an hour is a great. Uh, we can get enough where we're done. We'll be back in the saddle. Indeed, Sal, I need you to get your game up, bro. I, I, I'm watching. <laughs> as far as Eagle fans is concerned, I'm hey, you outside, Sal. You're on the outside looking in to my influence. Hello. <laughs> me. We love y'all, man. Hey, we'll catch up. <laughs> Dak is still trash. He ain't doing nothing. Oh, yeah, man. Fuck that. <laughs> we gonna end on that with you. You know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in. You know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all.